0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. But it's a great film. In fact, I watched it this week because um, I just wanted to see in terms of framing it and introducing it, I wanted to watch it. And um, I put the kids to bed on Wednesday night, and I got the DVD, and I popped the DVD into the machine, I grabbed the remote control, I pushed the button that turns it from TV to AV, and sat down, ready to watch this film, to be greeted with a black screen. So I was like, oh. So then I did what we always do, I pushed all the buttons on the remote, it's like, "Ah, something worked. I went over to the um, DVD when that didn't work, went over to the machine, pushed the eject button, took the video out, or DVD out, went, (laughs) put it in, because, you know, that works. Um, Pushed the close button, and it closed, and again, black screen. Kept flicking the remote to AV, TV, AV, the TV's working, AV. I'm like, what's going on? Generally, by this stage, I would have called the cavalry, but he's in South Africa, and he's only marginally better at technology than I am anyway. Mitch was in bed, so I was like, oh, what do I do? I thought about calling Ash, because when I'm here in the office, if anything technically goes wrong, I sit in my office and go, Ash! But I thought, you know what, I think I can sort this out at 9 o'clock at night. So I was like, the, next, the, the very last resort when anything technologically is not working is you tap it. That wasn't working. So as I was tapping it, I, I found a, a wire. I was like, ah, that's obviously supposed to go somewhere. And when I looked behind, I realised that the connection between the DVD and the television had come undone. So as soon as I connected that, voila, there was the film happening. And it's just a reminder to us that when things are disconnected, they don't function in the way that they were designed. And it reminded me of a story of when I was a little girl. We used to go camping quite often as a family. We always went up to the river, had a speedboat, and um, used to go up with friends, lots of weekends, lots of times, holidays up there. And we used to camp in tents. And then we got really classy and got a caravan and so what you used to do was dad would reverse the caravan into the driveway, we would pack it the night before, it'd be all hooked up, and then first thing in the morning you'd get up, you'd get into the caravan, and off you would go. And for some reason, obviously the routine, this one trip got interrupted, and we packed, We did our part, packed the caravan, had it all ready, got up in the morning, got in the car to drive off, and as little kids sitting in the back, you know, you've got your... Um, headrest on the back dashboard thing, going, oh, why is the caravan still there? (laughs) So for some reason, my dad had not connected it like he normally did and drove off. And again, a great picture of the fact that when something's not connected, it doesn't function in the way that it has been designed. A caravan is designed to go with you. It's a mobile home. That's why they call it mobile home for a reason, not a sit-in-your-driveway home. It was supposed to go with us, but because it had been disconnected, it wasn't functioning properly. And this morning, excuse me, I have a frog in my throat. I have a Lego brick. Lego, Lego. Don't correct me. Say it however you like, but you know what I'm talking about, all right? I've got a Lego brick in my hand. I'm going to interchange it, Lego, Lego, then you won't pick on me. And I'm going to answer the burning question that has kept many of you up for nights on end, for years even. The burning question is, what does Lego and humanity have in common? After tonight, you're going to sleep well, because you're going to know. And here's the answer. This brick has been designed to be connected. See, by itself, it doesn't really seem to have much of a purpose. It's just like it's a brick. I mean, I suppose one purpose could be a choking hazard for infants and babies, or maybe a very mild form of torture, and all those who have trodden on Lego bricks with bare feet may agree with me, but Lego is like human beings, like you and I, in the fact that it has been designed for a greater purpose. By itself, not much, but can you believe that this Lego, when operating in its function, has built Something like this. And for those at the back, you can see this is the elf fairy magic kingdom that has been built out of Lego. And you would never have known that this little green block could be this. In fact, here's its position right here. Oh, heard it click. There it is. Lego acting in its function, it's connected, it's come out of its Lego box of hundreds and little pieces and has been built together when in its function by being connected into something of greater purpose. You and I have been designed by God to not be individuals but be connected for a greater purpose. And so this morning, I'm just going to start a mini-series on the power of connection. And today, I want to look at the subject of connecting in. According to the dictionary, connection is to link or be linked. It's to bond or have a relationship with. And there was a recent uh, Gallup poll, and now a Gallup poll is an American research-based global performance consulting company. Now, I tell you that so you understand, this is not what I'm saying, this is what some smart people are saying, all right? So this is what uh, the recent Gallup poll uh, said. It said, Americans are among the loneliest people in the world. In the midst of busy lives, overcommitted schedules, congested cities, we feel alone. We drive on overcrowded freeways, we sit in jam-packed aeroplanes and we eat in noisy restaurants but we are still lonely. And I don't think that that poll is only indicative to Americans. We would be amiss to think that that doesn't relate to us here in Australia and let's be honest in fact every culture that we find in the world we can be in a throng and a sea of people and yet feel lonely. We uh, access to people is not the problem. We go to school, we go to work, we uh, live in society, we go to shopping centres, we can come to church. We can have access to people and still feel lonely. Why? Because access is not connection. And you and I are like that Lego piece, we have been designed to connect. In fact, the Bible says, and God said, I will make man in my image. God, connection is not a good idea, Connection is God's idea. We've been designed to be able to connect. And then because we've been designed to connect, we have a desire to connect. It says that it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's three in one. We sing the songs. It's a picture to us of connection. God is a God of connection and we've been made in His image. So it goes to say that when we're not connected... That's why we have these feelings and emotions of loneliness, because we weren't designed to do life alone. So in um, Genesis chapter 1, when God is saying, let's make man in our image, he then goes on in Genesis chapter 2 to say, it is not good for man to be alone. So not only are we created in the image of God, which means we're created for connection, God's saying, it's not good that you're alone. And we often refer to that in terms of marriage, which is true, because that's the context in which it's done. Adam was in the garden, he... God looked down and said, it's brilliant, I've made all this, it's amazing. But what is not good is that Adam is by himself. And so God then makes Eve, and that's where we talk about the concept of marriage and that we're to do life together. But I want to bring it and expand it wider than just marriage. It's about human beings doing life together. We've been created for connection. God is not saying that not being married is bad, because you can be single but connected. So it's not about marriage because I've seen people who are married and are disconnected. This is about aloneness. God is saying that aloneness is not good. And what we've discovered is that the majority of the human race do life alone. A majority of the human race are like this Lego in this box. Hundreds and thousands of people Moving through life, being shaken together, rubbing shoulders, bumping into one another, but not connected. Who thought that that was in this? But that, which I'm pointing to uh, Bailey's little elf creation, that is, is this here, this box of individual Lego pieces that is created from this. And it's created from this when this, the Lego individual pieces, are connected because they've been designed to be connected by God. So this morning, I want to share just some thoughts about connection and uh, hopefully inspire you. So like I said, connection is not a good idea. It's God' idea. God has said that isolation is not good. And here's why just a couple of things I noted this morning about why isolation is not good. And the first one is that isolation can lead to spiritual vulnerability. I don't know about you, but who are our nature lovers? Who loves to watch the uh, Richard Attenborough shows and the DVDs? I I like them. I even like the gory bits when you see the lion actually get the... We went to one of the trips I did to South Africa with um, Tony. We did a game park drive. And there were 40 Aussies in this bus. And so we're pulling into Kruger, and all of us are like, I want to see a kill, I want to see a kill. Until we actually did see, I saw a lioness and a kill, and then I was like, oh, don't want to see a kill, don't want to. But when you watch those um, nature shows, I have never seen a lion. I'm going to refer to a lion, but we all know it's the, the women that do the work, all right? We know the lioness gets dinner. But anyway, for. for sake of argument. I've never seen a lion approach a herd of uh, zebras and go, you know what? I feel good today. I feel strong. So I'm just going to take them on. I'm just going to launch myself in the middle of the pack and take one out. The lion doesn't do that because he understands even though if you matched him one-on-one, he would beat the zebra, he understands the power that there is in their herd. So he doesn't launch into a herd of zebras to take one out. He just sits back and watches. And he looks for the one that has been isolated from the pack. And the Bible talks to us about the fact that our enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion. In 1 Peter I it down, 5 verse 8, it just says the enemy is like a roaring lion. He prowls looking for those he can devour. It's like another saying. It says, the banana that's not on the bunch is the one that gets peeled and eaten. But <laughs> you never heard that saying? Oh, come on. Who, if there's a banana by itself and then a bunch of four bananas, which one do you go for? You do not, you liars. You know where liars go. <laughs> you don't take the one off of the four. You grab the easy option. It's like, that one's already done. It's it's the banana that is free. Banana. What's that in? That's a movie. Banana. The the minion, I, banana. Anyway, get back to the point. So don't be bananas. That's what I'm saying, all right? Don't be bananas. Oh, come on. You laugh at dad jokes. You can laugh at a mum joke, all right? It's the banana that gets separated It gets peeled and eaten. When we isolate ourselves, we are spiritually vulnerable. When we're in a pack, there is safety. Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 to 12 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. When we isolate ourselves, then we make ourselves spiritually vulnerable. When we're not connected, another thing that I've noticed is we can develop a fear of intimacy. Statistics show that people who don't have good friends can have a hard time in marriage. When you don't take time to connect, it can cause a root fear to spring up that will keep you from ever connecting. We've just got to make the time to connect. I get that sometimes we get hurt by connections, but the problem is if we withdraw and isolate ourselves, that hurt builds itself up into a theology and and into a practice where we have the perception that every time I try to make a connection, I'm going to get hurt. And that's not necessarily the case, And so then we develop this fear of intimacy because we become comfortable in our surroundings. We become, you know what, I won't let myself down. I'm not going to hurt me. I'm not going to, and I'm just comfortable in this. And the pain of loneliness is offset by the pain of what, the perceived pain of if I actually got involved. And so if we isolate ourselves, then we get this root of um, fear of intimacy. And I love what Joyce Meyer, her acronym for fear, is false evidence appearing real. And sometimes the thought that somebody may hurt me, the thought that I might get hurt by making connections becomes real in our world, and it's false. It's false evidence appearing real. It's not denying you may have been hurt. It's not denying that something went past. But we have to get to that point where one day we say, you know what, what Jesus did for me is greater than what others have done to me. And so if we isolate ourselves, we can uh, develop a fear of intimacy. A third thing we're talking about when uh, aloneness not being good and what can happen if we're disconnected is that we become selfish. You know what? If you only have to think about yourself, your own needs and your own concerns, then it's just so easy to slide into selfishness. If I don't have to think about what my family want for dinner and all I'm concerned about is me, it doesn't matter. I can pick this, I can pick that, I can pick that. But when we're in connection and in relationship, I often don't have the opportunity to say I can't be bothered cooking tonight, or I don't have the luxury of saying um, I fancy this. Let's do that because you know what, my kids might not like sushi. Well, let's be honest, I don't like sushi. <laughs> but you know what, you know what I'm saying. When we when we don't have to con- concern ourselves with others, we're just selfish and we do life on our terms. It's all about me, myself, and I. But when we're connected. We, we have the opportunity that, you know what, it doesn't matter whether I like that or don't want to, or I can't be bothered cooking, my family actually need a decent meal, so I'm going to get over myself and do that. But when we're isolated, we're just opening ourselves up to just having that selfish spirit. And we often see it in, you see it in um, single-kid families. You often see a, a child who has not grown up with siblings struggles because everything's theirs. It's my toys. You know, you watch them when they then go to kindy or playgroup or any of those things where they now are forced into connection and into sharing. You just see that they're self- because they've had a lot of aloneness, they just don't know how to share, don't know how to share mum and dad, don't know how to share their toys, don't know how to do this, don't know how to do that. When you are uh, isolated, then selfishness is often a root issue. And then fourthly, another uh, another side effect or downside of being disconnected is it can result In poor health. Studies have shown that people who isolate themselves are more likely to die early. Research says that people, and now you've got to get this people who have poor health habits but deep, meaningful relationships live longer than those with good health habits and no meaningful relationships. What am I saying? It's better to eat Krispy Kreme's with friends than broccoli and Brussels sprouts by yourself. And you can say, I said that. But here, before you, run, before you run off, here's a win-win. Eat your Brussels sprouts and your broccoli with your friends. All right? That's a win-win. Okay? But if you just want to win, eat Krispy Kremes, eat them with your friends. All right? So, again, what you need to know and we need to be reminded of today is we were designed to connect. One with God, but two with each other. And connection is a philosophy... Not just a philosophy, but it's a heart behind Victory Church. We want to facilitate connection with one another. That's why we have the cafe open after the service. You know what? It's not a money making opportunity. It's not even about the coffee. And they, we do good coffee and the best chips. There you go. Eat the chips with your friends. <laughs> we do the best chips. It's not about the food. It's about providing an opportunity for us to connect because we've been designed to connect. We're here for a greater purpose, not to do life on our own, but to do it together. So we provide the cafe open so that connection can happen. But I get it, an hour and a half together, this is great and you're here, but to spend an hour and a half looking at the back of someone's head and there may be 15 minutes in the cafe is not enough. And as a church, we are so committed a connection that we pump connect groups. That's a philosophy of ours because we understand that we need to connect in. We cannot face this world on our own. We don't want to be the left alone banana. I don't want to be peeled and I don't want to be eaten. So I need to position myself so that I can do community together, so I can connect in, so that I can make a difference in this world. And that's why we put on Connect Groups. And now Connect Groups are returning tomorrow. As of tomorrow, Connect Groups are back on. And so I just thought it would be good this morning to just share to you some of the advantages, some of the things that I've learnt over the years through doing and participating in Connect Groups. And I'm hopefully encouraging you and inspiring you to also join and connect in Connect Groups. So just some things that I've gained from connecting in. The first one is... That I've learnt to love. Romans 15:7 says, accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Do you know what I've discovered in life? I can sing about love, I can talk about love, but it's a whole different ball game to actually act in love. And do you know what? When you're not connected. You don't have to worry about acting in love because you're not connected. There's no ramifications, there's no outpouring, there's no opportunity for you to have to put that into practice. But when you're connected, there's a, it's, it changes the game dynamically because then I have in a position where I have to extend love, I have to give love, and I have to receive love. And I remember we led a youth connect group for many years before we planted Victory Church. And youth are youth. And they just, there's just some things they don't know. And we had a young guy in this youth group who brought his guitar every week. And when he left every week, he thought it was a smashing idea to use his guitar case to open our screen door. So after five years of hosting a youth connect group, we had to replace our screen door because it had the indent of the guitar end that he'd been opening the screen door with. And you know what? It used to do my head in. So I would see this young guy and I'd be like, Michael, God gave you two hands for a reason. And then I'd be like, or he gave you a mouth. I mean, how hard? seriously, how hard is it to put a guitar, a guitar case down and open a door, pick it up and walk out. I mean, I know, you know it's more creative to use the end of the guitar, I'm not creative for my screen door. Or, okay, how, how hard is it to say, can someone please open the door for me? And I remember I was getting ticked because I was just like, now this is not an advo- um, advocating that we treat people's homes badly, and it's not that, you know, but it was just really a conversation, just a conversation. Hey, Mike, have you thought about this? Like, duh. Um, but I found I was getting ticked with this young kid with what he was doing. And I just felt God say to me, do you know, the, the kid's 15. And do you know what he could be doing right now, Kath? He could be out with his mates. He could be doing drugs. He could be... Um, up to no good. He could just be at home. He said, But he's chosen to come and do life with you guys in a connect group to be able to go. He said, Seriously, do you want to love him or not? I thought, mm. <laughs> See, it's easy to talk about love, easy to sing about love, but what about extending? And before you say, Oh, you're a bit shallow. No, it's about put you put your context in. What is it for you? For me, it was like I've opened my home, you're dropping lemonade on my carpet, you're crushing biscuits in, you're opening my screen door. I was getting more ticked off about what they were doing there than the fact of why why they were there. And all those things, I'm not advocating them, I'm saying they're just conversations. But what was going on was, hey, God's getting love. And that scripture, Romans 15, 7, it says, accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you. Newsflash. Not everybody's like you. That's like a revelation to me. I was like, really? You don't think like I think? It's like, no, they're not. And here's the thing. I'm getting so annoyed and ticked off at this young guy. God's going, uh, just as Christ accepted you, oh, God, I don't open your door with my guitar case. He's like, yeah, let's just put it in perspective. What do you do? That, you know, people are going, oh, God, I have to love her. Like, what are you, you know? In connect Group. I've learned how to love. I had to get to that place where I go, you know what? He's chosen well. We can have a conversation. And I don't mean a conversation. I mean a conversation. Let me teach him. That's easy. But what was hard was the love. And in connect group, that's what I've discovered. I've learned how to extend love and I've learned how to receive love. Another thing that I've learned through connect groups and I've gained from connecting in is I've learned how to serve. 1 Peter 4.10 says each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Connect groups offer great opportunities for us to serve in small group settings. You may look here and you see the musos playing and you see uh, the singers singing and you can see the different people that get on the set. This is a small part of what takes place for Connection and Church and you know what, I love to sing, but you don't want me up here singing. Well, not if the mic's turned on anyway, but I love to sing, but it's not my gift. Having said that, I was driving this week with Bailey, who is nine, singing, and she goes, oh, mum, you sound beautiful. <laughs> Obviously, Bailey's gift is uh, encouragement, or she's tone deaf, I'm not sure right now, but, but we've all been gifted. And the problem is on a Sunday, there's, there are opportunities, but there's not every opportunity to do that. But Connect Group is where we have the opportunity to bring our gift to the fore and serve others. And you know what? Maybe you do a great job serving your family. Maybe you do a great job serving your friends. But the word is others. And we need to get to a place where we are serving beyond our borders, beyond what is comfortable for us and beyond what I'm prepared to do. It's serving others. Others, and connect groups are an amazing opportunity. We had, we've just done the Feb Fast and we had prayer opportunities and time where we could pray together. And maybe sometimes you felt God is stirring something in your heart and there might not have been an opportunity where you can come and share that in a public forum, but you can share it in a connect group. Because Connect Group's about discussion. Hey, what did you get out of the message? What is God saying to you? It's where we come and we can serve one another. Hey, I felt God say this to me. Hey, this is what's going on. Hey, someone says I'm sick, I've got a headache. We can pray. It's an opportunity for us to serve others. I love the scripture that says, you who are faithful with a little will be faithful with much. I didn't start up here. In fact, I never asked for this. And I've done everything I can to try and get out of this. And my husband won't let me, that's why he goes away, so I have to. (laughs) But I didn't start here. I started in Connect Group, just loving those that were around me and serving those that were around me. And the scripture says that we all have been given a gift and a talent. It says that there's the gift of encouragement, there's the gift of hospitality, there's the gift of administration. In a connect group, you're doing life together. If your connector here's a service, you understand that there's maybe a single mum in your connect group. You might have time. And so, you know what? Single mum is constantly on all the time. She doesn't have the option where she can say, you know what, Dad, you sort that out. Single mum or single dad are on all the time. If you're in a connect group, the opportunity to serve, hey, you can babysit. Hey, you know what? Why don't you drop your kids to me? You go out and do something. We'll look after the kids. Or make a meal. There's some great cooks in this place and there's always opportunity for us to serve one another. I just spoke this week. We had a gentleman, comes to this church, would say he doesn't believe in Christ, had serious, his wife has had a serious operation and then connect groups have made meals and brought them around and he was in tears to me in the cafe this week and just said, I don't know what to say. I said, just say thank you. It's an opportunity to be able to serve. You have gifts and talents, and if you sit back there waiting to when I get my shot up here, that may never come. But you know what? You you can have an opportunity every time you get together and learn how to serve. Put someone else's needs above yours. Just cook a meal, babysit. If you're great with numbers, how about you take a young person and just teach them how to budget? Do you know how many times young people get themselves into trouble because they get a job their first job and they don't know. They've never been taught how to tithe. They've never been taught how to save. They've never been taught how to live within their means. They've not been taught how to, you know what, you don't have to buy a brand new car or just because the sales guy gave you coffee didn't mean you had to sign the contract. They've just never been taught. And you've got gifts and talents that we can come alongside and Connect Group is where we get to express it. Connect Group is where I've learned to serve people and also to be served. Another key or another thing I've learned from Connect Groups is I've learned how to care. Hebrews ten twenty four says this, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Again, revelation, not everybody's like me. Not everybody is like you. And when we come into connect groups, we're faced with opportunities and experiences that we would never have otherwise known or thought about. And we get to care. The greatest thing I've learned from Connect Group is to have a compassion for other people. Because I'm of the personality, I'm built tough, and I like it tough. So I am like, if something goes down, don't give me there, there, there. You do, I'm the, just suck it up, princess. You don't want to come to me for counselling. Because you'll you tell me your problem, and so I'll go, that's not a problem, let me tell you. I'm not a counsellor in that regard. It's the way I'm built and I'm wired. But you know what I've learned in Connect Group? Some people really, really respond well with there, there, there. And for me to go, fuck it up, princess, is crushing. My, my nine-year-old daughter reminds me to this day that she had a broken wrist for four days before we took her to the hospital. I'm like, well, not my fault. You were swimming, you were playing archery. You were, I was like, "That's nothing wrong with that arm. I said, if you wanted mum to take you to hospital, you should have made it look like it was really sore. In fairness, I apply that same principle to me because when I was sick recently and on death's door, it took four days before I actually got myself to hospital. So I'm consistent is what I'm saying. All right? But you know what? In connect groups, I've learned to care. I was brought up in a, a certain uh, social environment, same with you. We've, all, we've been shaped and conditioned by our culture and our family. So there's some things I've never been exposed to until I joined a Connect group. And then I joined a Connect group and I'm like, whoa. When we first started uh, church here and we had a couple of guys that we were outreaching to, they were ex drug addicts. So you know what? I know all about the methadone program. I've never had to use the methadone program. And for those of you who don't know, it's just a government program that uh, instead of an addict going and getting their heroin so that they can get it uh, in the wrong way and then they can um, overdose and they they go and legally get a prescribed amount from the doctor so that it can help them with their withdrawal. So that's what the methadone program is. And I know all the ins and outs about how you do it and what you do. I would never have known that if I wasn't in the connect group. might come in handy one day. Who knows? (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. So connect groups have taught me how to care. I, the first time I actually had to deal with someone's loss was through a connect group. I hadn't had any personal interaction, but walking beside someone, I've crossed over into areas that I never, I've never had to have use of that for me personally. But in connect group, I've had to, it's added an edge and a dimension to my ministry life and to me as a person that would never have been there if I hadn't been involved in the connect group. In a connect group, I've learned to care. In a connect group, I've learned to be accountable. Ephesians 5.21 says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I've discovered that my capacity for self-deception is staggering. <laughs> and don't mock me or don't judge me, because back at you. Your capacity for self-deception is staggering. We always think we're doing better than we are. We always think we've got a handle on things. That's why, that's why teachers do tests, because they can teach you and they teach you and they teach you, but we want to know that what's gone in has actually gone in. That I've been saying this, and, and so that's what a test does. A test is an opportunity for us to sit, to realise, oh, actually, it's not just here anymore, it's here. And in the Connect group, accountability is one of the advantages that I've learnt. That just doing life with someone, I can tell you I'm doing really well. Because you ask me, I say, great. But my actions will actually back up whether I'm doing well or not. And when you're in a connect group and you're doing life together, you can have a conversation with someone and you can say, you're saying the right stuff, but I'm not feeling it. That's accountability. And so in connect groups, you know, I've been sitting around and you're asking people how they're doing and everyone's having coffee and they're going, great, great, great. I'm looking at someone going I don't think you're great something's not we're connected and something doesn't sit right so then I can just go you know what I'm just going to find this person whether we can do it there or make another time let's have a coffee just say hey chick I just noticed you're not yourself something's gone let's talk what can I do how can I help you and like I said we often always think you know the saying says the further I w- away from something I am the better I was Some people ask me, especially new mums, they want to ask advice about newborns. I go, you know what, I've got to be so careful because I'm way past newborns now and the danger is you can often think you were better back then than you really were because you've got nine years past what's going on. It's like, I wouldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. And if you could rewind the tape, you'd go, oh, I only did that and more. Again, accountability is what I've learned in connect groups. For me to come to someone and say, hey... How am I doing, you know, we've been talking about this. I um, want you to hold you accountable for this. How am I going in that area? Or not even me asking someone, but just allowing someone to come in and say, you know what, I know what you're saying, but I'm not believing what you're saying. Something's going on, let's talk about it. Because why? Because I'm wanting to help you. There's been plenty of opportunities. I'm with Tony, I can do, I might be doing staff meeting, I might be saying stuff, and later that night, Tony said, say, we need to talk. I'm like, hey, oh, you can tell me how good I am? He'll be like, actually, what you said was great. He said, but the spirit in which you said it, something's going on and we need to deal with it. Again, it's accountability. It's like, oh, I can think I'm doing well. I can think I've got a handle on it. I think, hey, I love people. I'm a... It's like, no, no, no. Something's got a hold of your spirit there and you just need to get clean with God so that you can be clean before the people. I've learned accountability in connect groups. The other thing I've learned in connect groups is how to deal with conflict. Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. Again, like I said, revelation. Not everybody's like you. And we have to learn to get along. And connection is not about us all being the same. We're different. That's what the scripture says. when It talks about the hand and the foot. and The, you know, the little finger can't say to the eye, I don't need you. Because how can you get the wax out of your ear with an eye? You can't. You need your little finger. So it's like the little finger, yeah. he has a purpose. And so you can't say, oh, we all need to be the same. So, but when we're not the same, conflict's going to happen because you don't think like I do. And you should be very, very grateful for that. And I don't think like you do. We're not the same. So when we're not the same and then we're forced to live together and do life together, then conflict's inevitable. And conflict's not bad. Seriously. Conflict's not bad. What's bad is the avoidance of it or the dealing with it. we just got to... You know what? I know I've learned in, con- in connect groups to deal with it. I told you about the young guy. I was getting an attitude. Once God dealt with me, it's just a conversation. And once I had a good attitude and a good spirit, I can sit down with this young man and say, Hey, bud, have you ever thought... Do you know that what this is doing? Oh, he's like, "Never, never never crossed his mind. I'm like, does anything cross your mind? Anyway. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's conflict. And I could have got bitter and bitterer and bitterer, and I'm not having that guy in my house and I'm not hosting a connect group and I'm not going to a connect group because I'm just going to, you know, there's, gonna be, there's people there that I don't like. Let me tell you something. There are people called EGR. They're extra grace required people. There will always be someone in your connect group that's over-opinionated, talks too much, hogs the floor, has got to have the last say. There Always. If you're looking for a connect group that doesn't have that, there is one, it's called heaven. And that's the only place you're going to go that not have that. So every connect group has an EGR. And if you're in a connect group, don't be thinking now who the EGR person is. <laughs> And if you're in a connect group and you're like, I don't have one of those in mine. look in the mirror. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> but it's happiness, life, it's people, we do it together. It's not the absence of conflict, it's dealing with it. And connect groups help us really? deal with it. Because if you can't deal with a conflict in a connect group of like-minded individuals who love one another, it, it'll set you up for life. Because, you know, I love being married, but it's not conflict-free. And the sooner Tony realises he's wrong, the better we'll be. I've got to be careful because he'll listen to the podcast. I've discovered that people disappoint me. But you know what I've discovered even more? Is I'll disappoint people. It's not about being disappointed. It's about the fact that we can sort it out. And Connect Group has taught me how to deal with conflict. I'm going to ask the band to come. in the last thing I've learnt, and there's lots of them, I just wanted to pick some, but I've learnt to show forgiveness. Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Nobody's perfect, but one, and his name is Jesus. No one's perfect. And so you know what? Like I said, I'm going to disappoint you, you're going to disappoint me. Disappointment Isn't the problem. We just have to have an opportunity to show and extend forgiveness. In Connect Group has taught me that more than anything else. Somebody says something that, you know what, whether they meant to say it that way, they said it that way. Whether I just took it that way, it doesn't matter. It did something in me that wasn't right. And Connect Groups has taught me that, you know what, I need to forgive. If they were deliberate, and wanted to hurt me, I still have to forgive. If it was unintentional, and they had no idea, I still have to forgive. And you know what? In Connect Group, not only have I had to extend forgiveness to others, I've had to ask others to forgive me. Because we're human, and we can come in after a bad day, and we can be short, and we can be sharp, and we can take it out on others, we can say the wrong things, we can be in error in some things, and be very blatant and say whatever, and we can hurt people's feelings. And so I've had to go to people and say, you know what, for my part in that, for what I said, I'm truly sorry. Will you forgive me? Connect Group has taught me about forgiveness. And I just want to remind us, we've been created for connection. And the way we facilitate that here at Victory Church is through Connect Groups. We need to connect in so that then we can connect out. And next week, I want to talk about connecting out. But ne- starting tomorrow, connect groups are back on. And we can't make you go to a connect group. We, can, we, we don't want to make anyone. I want to encourage and inspire and teach you as to why you should go to a connect group. And I'm trusting that some of those things that I've shared um, this morning help you. But if you look at those and go, oh, God, i nailed. I don't need a connect group. Let, let me leave you with this thought. We follow Jesus. He's our ultimate example, correct? And there's a thing called obedience. You know, Jesus had a connect group, a small band of 12 men. In Mark chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Jesus went to the mountainside and he called the 12 so that they would be with him. If my reasoning and thoughts haven't provoked you enough to think, you know what, I'd like to go to a connect group because I would like to sharpen up on those things and I want to live in my design and desire. I want to be like this Lego piece. I want to be connected to a greater purpose. I don't want to bounce around, touching shoulders, bouncing off one another, bumping into people. I want to be connected to reach the greater destiny. If I haven't encouraged you or inspired you to do that, then maybe just do it out of obedience because that's what Christ did. He said, here's a connect group. This is what it is. He modelled to us for three years he spent with his 12 disciples, investing in their lives, teaching them those things before he went back to be with God. And Acts 2.42 says that the apostles devoted themselves to the teaching and to fellowship. And you might be sitting there and saying, you know, but, but I'm not lonely because I am connected. I'm connected at the footy club. I'm connected at the pub. I'm connected here. I'm connected, even just connected with my family. And I say kudos and great. But here's what you need to know. i never forget Bobby Houston saying her role, one of her roles at Hillsong Church, was she took all the literature and she found modern language for it. So if they had flyers and they were putting out manuals or they were doing advertising to try and take the Christian ease out of it and think about um, what's being said and bring it into a modern day context. And she said she came across the word fellowship in one of the flyers. And she could not find a modern word for the word fellowship. And here's why. Because fellowship comes from the Greek word koinonia. And koinonia means cementing together by the Holy Spirit. And you may have great connection in your cycling club, in your bowling club, any other club, school, work, great connection, I don't deny that. But we are designed and purposed to have a cementing together with the Holy Spirit. We are designed to do fellowship together. So my concern, my thought to you is why not have both? Have each club have your sporting club have those connections because we'll talk about that next week connecting out we need that but it has to be on the foundation of connecting in and that connecting in is the cementing together of the holy spirit and unless it's a born-again believer gathering together there can't be the cementing of the holy spirit if the holy spirit isn't in the people you're connecting with so on our information desk this is how much we believe in connect groups we've got the list of current Connect Groups. And in fact, this Tuesday night, uh, Tony and I will be training 12 more Connect Group leaders, doing three-week training and releasing them into Term 2. 12 more Connect Groups coming up. So if you're not in a Connect Group, can I encourage you, go to the information desk after the service, grab a brochure. It isn't a catch cry that says there's one for you. There really is one for you. And you know what? If there isn't, come see me, because maybe we can train you and you can be a Connect Group leader and make one for someone else. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at